0: Already for this this is prep spotlight on 740 the fan and 740thefan.com headings guard for the win of the title yes yes hey He hit hey hitter and Hillsborough, chaco
1: valley are the state champs!
0: Chase Miller and Brad Anderson will give you the lowdown on high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley.
2: Spartans with the basketball, up by seven, and breaking the press as Peach goes coast to coast, off
0: the window, count it, bucket, got
2: it, good.
0: The Kendrick Vikings celebrate at center court, they have themselves a state championship in an unbeaten season, 26-0, all the Kendrick Vikings defeat the North Star Bearcats 49, 49- This is Prep Spotlight.
1: Y'all ready for this?
2: following the UND Coaches Show. A pleasant good Wednesday evening. It is the last day of January, which means February is going to be coming up tomorrow. And then we have high school tournaments galore into the middle part of March. He's Brad Anderson. I'm Chase Miller. Jay Coke, I have boys basketball coach from the Maple Valley Raiders. will be joining us a little bit later on in the show. Maple Valley's had a tremendous season in Class B Region 1 boys basketball. But before then, Brad, last week we talked a lot of hoops. Yep. Let's go right into hockey right now. Is the hockey tournament they're playing game for EDC's about a couple weeks away, and then you really start getting into the EDC tournament, and the state tournament's going to be at the Ralph. A couple fun games if you're in town this weekend at the Shields Arena, where Bismarck Century and Bismarck High is coming into town. They'll play Fargo Davies and alongside Fargo South Shanley. Uh, on the eastern side, though, Brad, it's kind of Grand Forks, Red River, Grand Forks Central. We've been talking about Grafton Park River all throughout the season. It seems like their stock is dropping a little bit, but what have you been seeing so far in this last month or so? So in uh, EDC boys hockey, well, I'd say
0: with Red River beating Davies last night, shut them out five, nothing that, that I think is going to put Red River in central, that one and two spot. I think Davies is locked in pretty good at number three. So look at it. You know, they'll have that number three seed and a home game here for the quarterfinals, which yeah are less than two weeks away. Big win last night for Devil's Lake over North. I know North was kind of looking at that thinking, you know, if we, if we could win this the way their schedule uh the schedule looked they had a chance to maybe sneak up to that four spot and get uh, and probably get that high but uh, no that was a big win for Devils Lake North stays at 6 Grafton Park River slides at 5 so i think your top 3 are in place and i don't know if you've noticed but West Fargo Cheyenne four wins and a tie here in their last 5 games they uh with that with that first year program under uh, David Benson and uh beat crossed uh, beat uh, crossed down our west fargo last night uh good crowd over there at uh at the West Fargo Sports Arena. But they're starting to play pretty well. Uh, Starting to play, you know much better hockey than early on of the year West Fargo Cheyenne
2: is uh, they have a lot of seniors on that hockey team mm-hmm. where West Fargo there's a lot of sophomores and juniors and they're kind of you know and, and and it happens when you graduate a big class or in this case when you split and you got different guys that, that you're trying to find different leaders that's what West Fargo's doing right now West Fargo Cheyenne though Brad they could be a team that if they got hot at the right time which they are and if they play well the next week or so which they can they could be a dangerous team coming the EDC tournament before the playing game is on February 10th in the quarterfinal on the 13th
0: yeah you'd like to and there I'm sure they're looking at they're right now 13 points tied with South shanley they, they'd like to sneak out of uh sneak out of out of the playing round or and maybe get up to number seven or maybe even six you'd like to avoid Red River or central in the first round if you can but doesn't necessarily mean that you can't make the state tournament after that because you know once you get into the uh you know get into the loser out round get into those state qualifiers you know, really, any of those teams pretty pretty balanced. I think there's more balance from maybe from four to eight than we thought there would be. Uh, maybe you know six weeks ago. You know,
2: Grand Forks, Red River. Their only losses are to East Grand Forks and to Grand Forks Central. Are they the odds-on favorite? Uh, when, once you go in not into the EDC tournament, because I'm not going to say you can mark them in in pen, in pen, maybe pencil right now, and you can erase it if case something happens. But Red River and Central seem to be like the two top top dogs in the EDC and probably are going to find a spot at State. I know Minot High, I know Bismarck High and a couple teams out west have
0: something to say, but are they going to be your favorites playing back inside the Ralph again, Brad? I would say there's a good chance. You know, Bismarck High and Century, I think have kind of uh, risen to the top out west, which I don't think is a a real surprise there. It's just going to be interesting to see that next field, next level with Minot, Dickinson, Jamestown, probably three teams battling for those final two spots. So I would say You've got uh, Red River and Central, Bismarck and Century. I wouldn't uh, sleep on Davies as well. Davies, um, you know, even though they lost to Red River last night, got pretty good goaltending. Jared Winter's been awfully good. He's uh, goals against average of 1.5, save percentage, close to 93%. Uh, They've got two real solid scorers, and two of their three leading scorers are underclassmen or sophomores with Austin Schmidt and Cade Stibbe. So uh, I wouldn't rule out Davies as well. That'd be interesting to see. You know, Central or Davies is that number three seed out of the East. They might be looking at a Bismarck High or a Bismarck Century in a quarterfinal matchup at state, potentially. That'd be a heck of a matchup. And from that side of the river to the
2: Minnesota side of the river, we've talked with John Ammerman and the Moorhead Spuds and Brad. They only have a couple of weeks left as well before they kind of get to their section tournaments and see what can happen. So it's going to be a fun time of the year if you're a
0: hockey fan in the next couple of weeks once we get all these tournaments going. and a key win last night, a section win over St. Cloud, over Tech Apollo. They've got... Uh, Uh, One more road trip yet in the regular season. They'll go to Bloomington Jefferson on uh, Saturday, but they've got Bemidji, a section game, and then Hill Murray. But right now they're sitting good. I would say between Moorhead and Brainerd, probably uh, one and two for that top spot. St. Michael Albertville's probably sitting at three, maybe, you know, probably between them and St. Cloud. But if Moorhead can win out or maybe even take one more loss, I think that's a good chance to get him that number one seed. You know, one or two doesn't make a whole lot of difference. You're going to play at a neutral site mm-hmm. if you get to a section final anyway. But you'd like to have like to have uh, a couple of games on your home ice to try and get back to state. From the rink to the basketball
2: court, before we get to Jay and Maple Valley Head Boys basketball coach here on Prep Spotlight. Minnesota Miss basketball list has been announced, Brad, and there's a couple of players in our own backyard that
0: made, that made the list. Basically the first cut here, yeah, so to speak, yeah. of 34 players. But Sam Hybe, and good to see Hybe back playing after – missing uh, not quite a month, probably roughly around three weeks or so with that injured knee. She made the list. Nicole Herbrinson of Barnesville, and we've talked about Section 8AA with uh, Roseau, the defending champs. We had Tom Critchley uh, on talking about DGF. They suffered their first loss last week against Pelican Rapids. Barnesville's another team in that mix. They play DGF to a one-point game. Um, They're sitting on that south half of the section, and – very impressive record, and Herbinson's a big reason why she's going to go play at uh, MSUM, and uh, good to see her make that list, and then they'll start uh, start pairing down that list, and then uh, the Miss Basketball winner will be announced in April.
2: We're going to take a quick time out when we come back. Jay Coca, head boys basketball coach from Maple Valley, is on deck. We'll talk with him about the Maple Valley Raiders squad so far. They're number eight in the latest Class B boys basketball. Polls that and a whole lot more is on the way on Prep Spotlight on
0: 740 The Fan. Prep Spotlight continues on this Wednesday night, 740 The Fan, 740TheFan.com, 107.3 FM in Fargo-Moorhead as we uh, talk some Region 1 Class B boys basketball. The Maple Valley Raiders have been a nice story as they come in to Thursday night's game with Wyandmere Lidgerwood unbeaten after a win over Lisbon on uh, Monday night, number 8 in the Class B polls. Head coach Jay Koka joins us. Jay, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, We appreciate the coverage, Brad.
0: Hey, no problem. I'm going to go back to uh, Monday night. You take on Lisbon, and uh, you get off to a fast start and uh, really hold Lisbon in check. And Lisbon's got a pretty good player in Wyatt Runk, and uh, you made it difficult. He got his points, but it was difficult for him to get his uh, looks and his touches, and offensively very efficient in the half court. But, uh, you know, 51-34 win, and I think that – defense and uh, a very good approach offensively a smart approach and that's kind of been the the story of the season for you guys.
1: It has been. We we pride ourselves on the defensive end of the court and and that's something we work on daily and and we talk about daily about, you know, we we can always bring the defensive effort every night and we're going to have nights where we don't shoot the ball that great but we can always bring energy and and defend well, and and that's something we pride ourselves on, and that's something we really want to work on and continue to work on. And I thought our kids uh, really came out and had a quick start on Monday night. And and uh, that's something we've talked about we've had some games where we've come out a little sluggish and that's something we've been working on trying to get a quicker start offensively
2: jay you got a senior-related team just for some people uh, haven't checked out maple valley raider basketball so far this year as brad said you guys are number eight in the state of north dakota who are some of the guys and the seniors that you've been relying on to maybe teach some of the underclassmen or some of the guys who've been through the rigors with your program so far that that's been able to put you guys in this spot jay
1: be honest with you, Chase. It, it's all of them. We we have a great group of seniors that are unselfish and, and have really bought into Raider basketball, and and uh, you can see that cohesiveness on the court. And all of those guys take pride in what they do. Uh, obviously, we look to Dustin Kosowski on the defensive end of the court, and he's our leader on the defensive end. And you know, I call him our defensive captain. He he really when he goes and brings the energy defensively, everyone follows and. Um, Obviously, we look to go to Hunter offensively and A.J. offensively for us in half court and looking to push, but to be honest, all five of our seniors have done an excellent job of being leaders on and off the court um, and good role models for our students at school as well.
0: I go back to what Dustin does for you defensively. The fact that the fact that he's such a good defender, you can put him out in the front of a one-three-one, or you can use him in the press. Is the fact that he's such a good defender does that give you give you some different options in what you can uh, what you can throw teams uh, throw teams at defensively?
1: Absolutely, and, and we switch things up. Dustin does a great job anticipating uh, up top on that one-three-one, but also. Uh, different nights he's guarding a point guard You know, when we're playing man-to-man. He's on the point guard the next night he's on uh, the center. So he, he brings a unique situation defensively where he's physical enough and quick enough to guard all five spots on the floor. So um, we use him, obviously, to our advantage, and, and we're going to continue to do that.
2: Jay, 13 games to their season. We're kind of getting to the heart of the schedule. Now, once we get to the month of February, you're going to turn the page and get to the Region 1 tournament. But 13 games in, roughly. Uh, what have you learned about your team so far during the stretch, and what do you still have to kind of get better on as you have a tough schedule moving forward with Mary, Lidgerwood twice, you know, Fargo, Oak Grove, Richland, Central Castle still coming up for your squad? Well,
1: I've learned that this group of guys um, really play well together, and they find ways to win games uh, they're unselfish. We've had six different guys lead us in scoring uh, throughout the year through our 13 games, so you can in on one guy. Someone's going to step up. We're going one game at a time, and we talk about that. The next game we play is the most important. The game we're playing right now is the most important. We're not overlooking anybody. We're focusing on and talking about one game at a time. And, um, you know, when you're in Region 1 uh, basketball, that, that region's tough, and, and every night's going to be a battle, and we know that. So uh, our, our focus is one game at a time, and we do have the meat and potatoes of our schedule coming up here, and we know that. You know, we we talk about daily in practice that we need to get better today so we're better tomorrow. And, and when it comes to a game, uh, that's our focus is that team that night. We're not overlooking anybody. Uh, we're not looking past, you know, to the next game. We're a big game. We're we're focused on our task at hand.
0: Jay Koch is the head the boys basketball coach at Maple Valley. The next game for the Raiders will be a good one at Tower City Thursday night against a Winmere lidgerwood squad that uh, you know very athletic squad. But you know the way that they they approach things, kind of looking, uh, it's kind of like looking in the mirror.
1: It is, and they're always well coached and they're always well prepared. And it, it, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a fun atmosphere for Class B basketball and. In the Raider Dome, we we've named that the Raider Dome, and uh, it's a fun atmosphere for Class B. And um, we have the next two days to prepare for them, and and we're going to do so. And um, ho- hopefully, we we can continue to execute defensively and do enough offensively to uh, compete and have a chance on Thursday night.
0: Uh, looking back on it, too, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about Oak Grove, and rightly so. And Richlands had a nice season, and and William Lidgerwood. You have faced some teams. There There's some other teams in Region One that I think maybe aren't uh, maybe aren't sliding under the radar, but maybe aren't in in the conversation nearly as much. And you know, I, I kind of look at that next next pack of teams. Uh, you know, Kindred, Melner North Sergeant. There's a lot of depth in this region, but I guess that's uh, that's been the case for a long time.
1: Yeah, you're you're totally right. And we took those wins at Kindred and wins at Northern Cass those are good wins in region 1 basketball on the road and and those teams are always well prepared and they have good athletes and and there's going to be a dogfight every night in region 1 and we 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 tell our kids that no matter where a team sits in the standings it's going to be a dogfight and we need to be prepared and you know we we've taken those road wins and some of our close wins at Hankinson double overtime win and those close basketball games and those close wins and those wins on the road hopefully have benefited us and are going to help us in close games here as we move towards the end of the year and into uh, the region tournament
2: jay you mentioned earlier how you guys have just been taking it one game at a time to get to this point in the season but what are some areas to always get better i know as a coach there's always uh, little spots that you're trying to tinker with in practice or are certain areas that you're trying to continue to kind of you know rub the oil on and continue to smooth it out so where are some areas for maple valley going into the month of february now that you guys want to continue to get better at as you're climbing that mountain to the region one tournament
1: well chase we're always trying to get better defensively and that's something Like I said earlier, we pride ourselves on and we're going to continue to work on extensively in practice. But um, along with that, we we need to get better offensively, executing um, in the middle portions of the basketball game. I I think our kids have done good with situations at the end of basketball games, controlling the tempo, uh, controlling shot selection and things like that. But we've got to get better in middle parts of the game where we don't go on a two-minute, two-minute and 30-second drought where we're not getting field goals hitting baskets from the perimeter. And, and that's something we're going to continue to work on is our execution against zone, our execution against man-to-man defenses um, so we can get shots, hit shots, when we need to hit them in a crucial point of a game.
0: Hunter Smith has been a guy, it seems like he's been playing a long time, lost uh, lost a season to an injury a few years back. But it... it one thing I noticed against Lisbon is where you know he, we know he's a very good point guard, but he's, you've got enough other ball handlers between Johnson. You can use Adam Punting off the bench, but that slides Hunter over. You can use him more as an off guard, and you know we know he's a good enough shooter and he's good enough off the dribble. But uh, that, that's certainly, when you look to try and you know maybe solve some of the ills offensively, that's one way that uh, can certainly help.
1: Absolutely, and we're going to move Hunter around. I mean, there's going to be times we're where we're going to need him to handle the ball for us. Um, and there's times where we need to move him around against zones to a wing or, or be our shooting guard, and that's something where we've really tried in the past couple of years prior to this to do, and, and we haven't been successful. But um, we're obviously going to have to go to Hunter quite often here, and, and, and teams know that, and our guys know that as well too. But I've been very impressed with, you know, our our All three of those guys, Adam, Jacob, and Hunter, being able to handle the basketball, moving those guys to different positions, and... Um, I, I believe Jacob Johnson has done a good job here in the past week for us, really settling into the point guard role, but also moving him around as well. So those three guys are interchangeable. Uh, I think that's a unique situation. They have three guys to be able to handle a bas- the basketball, and and any three at any time I feel comfortable putting them in that position.
2: Game of hoops, it's always, as you mentioned, it's a game of runs, but there's also you either like to slow the game down, limit possessions, or maybe you're like a Fargo, Oak Grove, and Richland who want to get get up a track meet and get as many possessions going up. So this season and in prior years uh, for your squads going into those matchups, that's kind of, Brad mentioned earlier, why Merlidua might be looking into the mirror. Oak Grove and Richland might be looking uh, like a completely different team. You've known that for years going up against these guys, but what's the biggest thing going up against a team that plays a completely different style than what you play night in and night out, Jay?
1: Uh, Preparation, Um, making sure our guys know personnel, uh, what they're running offensively, what, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. And, and we talk a lot about that, you know, the, the days leading up to the game. And and uh, obviously with us, once again, I'm going to continue to beat this, is, is our defense. Uh, we've got to play good, solid, aggressive defense, um, limit possessions, control the boards um, each and every night. And we do those things. We're going to have opportunities in those type of games. Uh, at the end to win.
0: Jay Koka, head boys basketball coach of the Maple Valley Raiders. They'll be next in action in the Raider Dome in Tower City Thursday night when they take on Windmere Lidrewitt. Jay, appreciate the time, and uh, again, good luck to the Raiders. Thanks for joining us.
1: You bet, absolutely. We appreciate it, and uh, we're going to go battle the rest of the way. So thanks again for the coverage. It's
0: Jay Koka, head coach of the Maple Valley Raiders. More prep spotlight coming up in just a moment here on 740 The Fan.
2: Back on Prep Spotlight on 740 the Fan and 740theFan.com. If you missed any of our shows from prior weeks, you can simply go to the podcast section of 740 the fan and scroll down their prep spotlight. We'll have this show podcast for you as well. We'll put it on our Twitter page in 740 the Fan. You can follow it at 740TheFan. But Brad, we mentioned about how hockey is a couple weeks away from their tournaments. State wrestling at the Fargadum. Yeah, February 15th. That's right around the corner. And while we're getting ready for the duels, we're getting ready for individuals. But on the duel side, we're starting to see some teams kind of shape up to what we expect to be at the Fargo, brand.
0: Yeah, well, the regional duels this uh, this week, Region 1 is at Napoleon, Lisbon's the top seed, and uh, South Border, number 2, Oaks, number 3, they take uh, top two teams out of each region, out of the four regions for wrestling, and that'll be the dual side of the state tournament. Uh, region 2, believes believe, is up in Hillsborough Saturday, you're probably looking at three teams fighting for two spots there between Carrington, Hillsborough, Central Valley, and central cast. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, shakes out there. Some good teams out West and no headingers uh, awfully tough. And then they'll have the individual sectionals uh, coming up next Saturday and uh, class a class and the North Dakota side. They do not do a, a dual regional, but they just basically take the top four teams. And right now Valley City's clinch Davies and West Fargo, pretty much a lock and uh Battle between really Central and Devil's Lake for that final spot for the uh, out of the four in the East for Class A.
2: And I know the is always a, a right spot for wrestling. We've seen Rumble on the Red. We've seen the wrestling tournament go to other venues just depending on what is happening at the Farganham. But it seems like once you get the top, Crop from the state of North Dakota at the Fargo There's just something about that wrestling tournament inside the dome on the northern end of the on the northern end of the arena, Brad. That just makes a lot of fun if you A, never been there before, or B, if you are a wrestling
0: junkie. Uh, and uh, the wrestling crowd and the wrestling crowd is an all day crowd. They're, as I, somebody say, they are they are the lunchbox crowd. They uh, they they just pack their lunch and they're there all day. And uh, it it is a lot of fun. I I've talked about how much I enjoy the dual tournament format because I think it gets more kids involved but it's fun on the other side to watch individuals and you know talented balanced individuals to try and use strength and smarts to try and win a match it is um, there's a little bit of strategy there it's a lot of fun to, a lot of fun to to, uh, to take part of and and to get three full days of it here pretty soon in a couple of weeks at the Dome.
2: Uh, Brad, we've mentioned a little bit about the boys' side now with Jay Coca. Let's touch a little bit on the girls' side in Class B girls' basketball. We're going to have a couple games for you right here on the fan or our Brother station 104.7 Duke FM. Tomorrow night, we will have Maple Valley and Mary Lidgwood on the boys' side at 7.30 on Duke FM. And then on Friday, it's a basketball doubleheader on the fan. Kindred at Mayport, CG in Mayville. The girls will go first at 6. The boys will follow at around 7.30, but don't look now that Kindred Vikings, Brad, they've kind of got through the hard part of their schedule. They got a couple weeks left before the region tournament starts up, but if they continue to play this well, we've all of a sudden saw a kinder team that wasn't in the polls. Now they're in the top 10, and if they can win a couple more games, they can maybe move themselves up through the top 10.
0: Yes, very true. And I think uh, it was such a young team, and it, it, it's fun to watch teams like that maybe struggle a little bit early in November and December and then kind of hit their stride. They, uh, right now will more than likely be the number one seed. I think we're I think we're going to see, unless we see a real serious shakeup, I think our three teams in Region 1 that will get that first round by will probably be Kindred, Lisbon, and Central Cass at this point. Region 2, got Thompson, Grafton, Hillsborough, Central Valley that are probably the, the top three there, at least as of right now. Uh, we've got the district tournaments in Region 3 coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. Lamore Litchfield, Marion, Edgley, Colmont, Peelier, the top two in District 5. Medina and Kidder County in uh, District 6. And then Carrington as well, a team that's been staked ranked, is going to be third in their district, which just seems ridiculous, but that's been uh, that's been the strength of Region 3 so far. Region 3, whoever comes out of that will be battle tested
2: before the state tournament, hands down. Out of Region 1, Brad, Central Cast has been a nice story, though, on the girls' side. I know you mentioned a Lisbon as well, but the Squirrels, they've been a, that may be a story that people haven't talked about or seen, but with how Kindred has played over recent years and what people thought of the expectations
0: of Lisbon coming in this season, the Squirrels could be a sneaky team in Region 1. Yeah, they've uh, quietly just climbed their way up the standings, and they're doing it with some, uh, with a few seniors, but they're using two or three eighth graders as well. It's a good mix. Just on one other note, I want to uh, ask along as far as basketball goes. On the Minnesota side, you got a great matchup Friday night. Perham will host Breckenridge. Perham's the last unbeaten team in Class 2A basketball in Minnesota. Breckenridge has two losses, and then Perham comes to Concordia Saturday night and will take on Oak Grove.
2: So that's on the boys' side, which will be a a lot of fun for the Yellow Jackets to see what they can do uh, there. Brad, as always, thanks so much for the time. We look forward to doing this. Uh, I mean, the next couple Wednesdays, we're almost going to be doing state tournament previews with some coaches and area athletes. Should be a lot of fun. Yep, can't wait. Uh, Coming up again tomorrow night on 104.7 Duke FM, we have Wymer, Lidgewood, and Maple Valley. That'll be at 7.30. And then on Friday right here on 7 for the Fan, basketball doubleheader Kindred and Mayport CG game one at 6 o'clock. On behalf of Jay Koch, up Brad Anderson I'm Chase Miller enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening this has been prep spotlight